Hey everybody, welcome to another night of Walk It Out. My name is Gretchen Cannon and tonight we are going to conclude our series of this year's Philippines trip. It may not mean that we're going to necessarily conclude our series of the Philippines, but of this trip. And so you um, got to hear from the team and our heart and our why of why we went and all of that you got to hear on Sunday morning from us. Uh, we even gave you what uh, we did at Tuba High School. You got to hear testimonies of how the Lord moved in the Filipino people, but also in our hearts. But you didn't get to hear about mine. So I'm going to get to share with you what the Lord did in my heart and just how I saw God move in my own life. And so one of the things that he has been taking me on a journey since 2018, really kind of the end of 2017, is about how he is my protector and he is my defender. And the more freedom that I walk in in that and the more truth that I come to know, like it is just allowing me to not self-protect, to not be my defender and to to truly let him, Exodus 14, 14 says, I will fight for you and you only be still or you hold your peace is actually another translation. But one of the other verses um, that the Lord has used to illuminate this truth to me is Psalm 28, 7. And it says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. And with my song, I will praise him. And so that word um, strength is actually security um, when you look it up in the Hebrew. And then the word shield means like literally a shield. And when you dig into it, it means the scaly hide of a crocodile or the shell of a turtle. So why am I telling you this? Well, you heard from... Um, the team about us getting to go on a fun day, uh, Monday to 100 Islands. And as we're going on our boat tour around the islands, um, the captain of the boat is speaking in Filipino and Didas is translating for us. And all of a sudden she says, and over there is Crocodile Island and right next to it is Turtle Island. And I go, what 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 wait a minute and so like even after we've snorkeled and they've ziplined and we've done the banana boat and we've had our fun all day long in the sea there I was like can you take us back by there like I need to get a better picture of crocodile island and turtle island right next to each other so I'm going to show you guys a picture of those two islands and it was just a sweet reminder and a kiss to the Lord that he has wrapped me in crocodile hide scaly crocodile hide and he has enveloped me with his shell and all I need to do is rest in the security of that and so it's a beautiful um, part of my freedom plan and um, just what the Lord has um, uh, done in me. In fact, I'm reminded of um, actually the Jesus letter he gave me. So let me see if I can find it real quick while I'm talking to you. I love the search engine on computers. Isn't it great? Um, and so what it said, the exact letter that he gave me is, I am your security and your fortress. I have covered you with thick crocodile hide. No matter what happens to you, it will not break through. 
You died with me, a new life comes out of death. Spring forth with my new life. And um, that is the that is the little kiss that the Lord gave to me. I mean, I saw him working in this whole thing. The fact that um, Christy and I messaged on her birthday, which was January 19th, and on May 30th, we were on a plane. And I had two of my children and a wonderful friend that I got the honor of discipling. And we were headed across the country. Uh, full of uh, prayers from you guys and financial support and so many things. But another kiss from the Lord came Wednesday morning when I got to speak at Tuba High School. And um, like, I love people. It doesn't matter the age. I love them. Well, I say that. I'm not really a baby person, but I don't mind them and I love them. But like, I love them. T give me from toddlers to age 110. Like, I love them. But there's something about, there was a season of my life where ministering to youth was definitely a grace gift. And that really hasn't been there lately. And so I was asking the Lord all this time, like, why, why are you having me go halfway around the world to do a youth camp and speak at a high school and like all of these things? And he just kept kind of softly saying, just rest, just rest. It's going to be fun. And then when we went to Tuba High School, I had mentioned it about how Gideon talked about pioneering. And that was one of the things that the Lord had spoke to me about in my call and an assignment. And so it's just it was just like a little kiss after kiss after kiss of getting to walk out visions that he's given me for several years that are written in books that now I've got to actually see and experience as part of my life. And so it's been really cool. Well, one of the things that he started speaking to me through a podcast of Chris Valentin's last fall was about um, the scripture beauty for ashes. And it was all about like, give me your ashes. Like if you will give me your ashes, then I can make something beautiful out of it. And so I'm going to read a little bit of my journal to you. And so if you'll bear with me, and then I'm going to kind of tell you how this unfolded. And, um, it says, rereading the true you, which is Steve's book, on the way to the Philippines. In chapter one, I began to realize I do believe what God says about me, but I believe just as strongly that everyone else that knows me should see and agree with those things too for them to be valid. I realized I believe what God says about me is the truth, and it is true, but I believe the truest thing about me is what people I hold in high regard, think, say, and believe about me, whether it's true or not. Also, when they shift to believing the truth about me, agreeing with what God's viewpoint and his opinion of me, I don't trust they're being honest or that it will last. I definitely see this now as not having proper value assignment because I am assigning more value to what others say and think about me than what the creator and the sustainer of the universe and all life says. He is the one who is actually the real authority on me, my value, and my potential. The other people didn't make me. They didn't form me in my mom's womb. They have no idea what my real value and potential is. Just because I choose to believe their view and opinion of me, whether it's a current view or an older view, it doesn't make it true. They are humans and I am too. And we don't determine truth. 
We can discover it if we partner with him in it. John 8.32 talks about how, well, 8.31 and 32, if you are my disciple, you'll abide in my word. And if you abide in my word, you'll know the truth. And if you know the truth, then freedom comes. You'll be set free, right? Well, truth is something we come to know if we yield ourselves to his word and allow ourselves to become one with it. And so after sitting in this truth and after sitting in this reality, so I started having this uh, revelation on the 30th. And then um, back when I got back in town and um, it had been several weeks is when I wrote this journal. And it was probably around the, I don't know, 12th of April or something like that. Maybe the 10th or 11th, 12th, somewhere around in there. And I wrote, I will no longer be hurt or offended by those that don't see my value, who I am as the beauty and the glory of the kingdom, or my potential. I will no longer stall walking out kingdom assignments. This is probably the biggest and most impactful thing the Lord um, taught me on this trip. I will declare and cultivate what he does show me and tells me about my value, who I am, my potential, my purpose, and my assignments, whether one other human sees them or not. It is my hidden manna to eat. And in Revelation 2.17, it talks about to who to the one that overcomes, like you're given hidden manna that only you and the giver understand and know, and um, that he gives you a white stone with a new name on it. And so that is my hidden manna to eat, what he talks about. And and after I wrote this, I actually had a, a girl that's walking with me in M28 Discipling now, and she sent me an image, and, and I hadn't even got to share this with her. In fact, right now will probably be the first time she hears it. But um, but what, what was cool about it is it said, um, I'm going to walk out my calling and my assignment, no matter if you understand it or not, because it was a, a conference call. Like you weren't included. God didn't have the call with both of us. He just had it with me. And so like that should in birth faith when he speaks those things inside of us to walk out with confidence, not with conceitedness or egoness, but with confidence that he has spoke those things to you. And so he is going to bring it to pass. And then the other one was, I will cultivate an attitude of gratitude to the Lord for who he says I am in Christ and for every human that he sends as a vessel to remind me, whether it is a confirmation to me or whether it's when I forget. And I will express it to both him and them. And then um, one of the things in my journal about give me your ashes, ashes was often in life when we make decisions out of the ashes of our life, we forfeit the beauty the Lord wants to bestow on us. Instead of making verdicts out of the ashes of our lives, let's release them into the hands of the master who makes beauty out of ashes and move forward with garlands of praise and gladness prepared for us as his royal sons and daughters. And um, as I was over there in the Philippines, I wrote this in my, this one part of my journal because I kept getting words sent to me that confirm assignments Jesus had told me that he has for me. And it was assignments that he even had on my life 
yes, some for works, but not just works, but also about my relationship and my abiding with him, as well as his character and, and nature being developed in me as ways and as works. And what I wrote is, it's time I rise out of the ashes and let him make beauty of me. And in that moment, I just Googled the scripture, beauty for ashes, and I read it. Didn't think anything about it. I get home. I'm home several days. I'm putting all of this together in my journal and just setting in the truth and letting it marinate in me. And I realized, I knew it was in Isaiah, but I realized it was the third verse of Isaiah 61. Okay, that's awesome. So I grab my physical Bible and I open up Isaiah 61 and I start reading. And it is the exact same verse that the Lord gave me as my assignment for the Philippines and as Waylon and Wyatt and Christie's assignment. I, we met about it. We prayed into it before we went, wanted them to be reminded of the truth. I text it to them like the morning we were going to the airport. I text it to them the first morning we woke up. I text it to them the morning of tuba, the morning of camp, like all these times, just keeping it in front of him that the Lord has anointed us to bring good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set at liberty the captives. And I knew that was Luke 4, but I hadn't put it together. I knew he was reading out the scroll of Isaiah, but I didn't realize it was Isaiah 61, verses 1 and 2. And verse 3 was the verse he had been speaking to me for several months about letting him make beauty out of the ashes of my life. And so that was definitely a huge thing that the Lord has done in my life and is doing in my life. And so I have been tested and I have been tempted. Um, I shared these with my three closest friends and then I got to share them with the staff. I'm going to share them with the ladies I'm discipling um, this week. But like getting um, tempted in this truth, like, am I going to walk in my freedom? of actually walking out these things that I committed to and the Lord has showed me? Or am I going to take up the opinions and the viewpoints of other people about whether it's who I am? Um, not that anybody's like running me down, calling me worthless or anything, but even about my assignments and what I do and what I'm called to do. And so like I shouldn't put that expectation on them for them to see it like I see it. Because it's my hidden manna to eat. It is what the Lord has spoke to my heart. And so I just want to encourage you, if you struggle with the same thing, just take that in as your hidden manna to eat and rest in that. Rest in the security and the strength of the Lord. The last thing that I want to talk about just for a couple of minutes, I mentioned this on Sunday, but this will not be our last trip to the Philippines. It will not be my last trip. But it won't be our last trip like as um, a, a church at Grace Church, but as people that are involved in my life, M28 disciplers, those types of things. And so I want to put up three pictures of um, some of their buildings that they've got as projects for us to be able to partner with if we so choose and be able to um, uh, come in and make these a place for lodging for their staff, for their Bible college students, but also they would like to annex the top floor of this picture that you're seeing as a school 
and the inside of it you see all the lumber there and all the dust and everything else they've already started working on it but they need resources of time labor and financial resources to make this happen and then the last picture here is Gideon show and his son they're showing uh, Christy and I just how this these pillars are there's going to be a roof on top of it and we'll go into the side of the mountain connected to their prayer garden which is beautiful up there and so it's a time um, of vision casting here for our partnership in the Philippines and so please pray into them if you are sowing into them or if you used to be a consistent giver that was sowing into them and you stopped because maybe you didn't know what was going on like rest assured your investment is well invested over there in kingdom things and their soil is good and so i encourage you to continue to invest in a word of flame ministries and just um, everything that the lord is doing there we, this will not be our only trip also um, as far as missions um, we've got other missions that we sow into monthly that we would love to see us develop partnerships to where we can actually go and assist them in more ways than a monthly check. And so if this is something that is on your heart, I encourage you, if you attend Grace Church, continue to give on a regular basis. Our board of directors and our elders are so good at being able to set aside funds to be able to do this kind of stuff. But also, if you feel the Lord impressing on you to give a little extra and you want it to go into our mission projects themselves, our mission trips, then you can just mark that giving Grace Church missions. And so I'm particularly talking about those of you that are part of Grace. But obviously, if you are outside of the Grace and you want to sow into this, you are welcome to give and just mark your giving Grace Church missions. Anyway, thank you for letting me share my heart with you and just taking in what the Lord's doing in my life. And thank you for your support and your love for all four of us, for the Filipino people, and for the work and the assignment that God has for us. I'm going to go ahead and pray. Well, Father, we thank you for who you are, and we thank you that you created us to be conformed to your image as sons. And so, Father, I just ask as we go about these next steps as to what this looks like in our partnership, Father, that not only do you speak clearly about what you want that to be, but you move upon the hearts of the people that are supposed to be involved. Whether it's praying, whether it's giving, or whether it's going, or maybe it's all three. Father, that you delight upon their souls, their assignment, and their part to play. I am reminded that it is a body of Christ, not just one or just not one church. And so we welcome your kingdom expression um, as we partner with you in Jesus' name. Amen.